Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks and welcome aboard this week's podcast where I want to dive into the top 10 questions that that clients ask me either when they they have the courage to make that call or they come up into the office and the very first thing I, I want to say is I'm absolutely privileged to get to work with the amazing people that I work with and it's an absolute honor to be to be for them to open up and talk about the things they they talk about and just share their innermost with me i'm very very blessed to get to do what i do so what are some of the questions that they ask when they come in and i think definitely the top ranking one um is how many sessions do you, do you think i need and this particular one it, it comes from from two spaces one is the patience we have for ourselves with, with the issues that we have or the thing that they're coming in there with, uh, you know, that we're, we're, not, we're not willing to give ourselves that time, that space to actually open up to heal. So that's certainly one of the things. It's, it's the patience they have with themselves and the time they're, they're going to give. And the second is nearly, it's almost like sometimes, you know, they're, they're trying to gauge how broken I think they are and how much time it'll take me to, to repair that. And that's forced off not way, the way it works at all. One, none of us are broken. We all have issues. We all have fears. We all have patterns. We all have behaviors at times we feel out of control of. And because life happens to us and around us every day, we're always growing, we're always evolving. Things change. And sometimes we don't change as quickly with them relationships end, relationships start, we we get a new job, we, we start a new group, we meet new people, we learn new things about ourselves, we age, all of those things happen. So we're always hit with new things within our lives and sometimes that can shine a light on something that's been there for a really long time but we've realised it's a limit or it's a phobia or it's something that's deeply hurting us and it's shown up as anxiety, stress, addiction or weight gain within our lives. So definitely, as I say, one of the top ones is how many sessions do, do you think I need? And what's phenomenal about what I do and all I've learned is it doesn't tend to be many sessions. I'll see most clients for on average four to five sessions and it isn't me fixing anything that's broken by any means. It is shining a light inwards, looking at what's there. It's rarely, very rarely that the issue they come in with is the actual issue. It's, it's peeling away a few layers, releasing what we need to let go of and healing from there. But the client is very much active within that space and doing the work themselves. As I say, I shine a light, I'm a guide, I have tools and techniques 
as a lot of you know I use hypnotherapy within what I do along with the coaching and other modalities I've learned and that is powerful in my clients getting to be where they want to be but that's because they are already amazing they are just not feeling it when they walk in my door the I suppose the second question that that comes up with clients is definitely in and around the hypnotherapy there tends to be anxiety or worry in and around hypnotic suggestions and you know will they will I have them you know maybe clucking like a chicken or doing a dance or something that that that's out of their control that I'll take control of their mind and have them doing strange city or city things or making a hip, hypnotic suggestion that um, that they'll carry out later in life or later in their day and again that is absolutely not how hypnotherapy works or how I work within hypnotherapy. Um, hypnotherapy gives us the ability to access the, the subconscious mind where all our roots, habits and behaviours lie and it's getting to the root that's triggering that behaviour in the first place or that pattern or that phobia. Phobia is another thing I see a lot of so that's what hypnotherapy is used for. It's not about at all the client being asleep it's about their mind being more receptive by getting them to that state in a combination, me and them. I will only, hypnotherapy will only work as, as far as the client is willing to open up and the boundaries we set. The client is talking back to me throughout the session and it's generally only after the session that they'll even realise that they were in a hypnotic state because our brain is extremely familiar with it. We go in and out of trance states throughout the day when we're driving along, when we're driving to the same place we, we always drive and we're doing the to-do list in our head or we're thinking about the next things we have to do and we arrive at that location and we don't remember the journey. That's because we were in a, a trance state when we're sitting bet into a movie on, on the television and the phone beeps or the doorbell rings and you jump out of your skin. And again, that's because you are in a trance state. And what hypnotherapy does in part is it utilizes that state. And then it's using a series of beautiful different techniques and tools to release us from what's hurting, harming us or things that we need to heal from. And that's the bones of it. But it's definitely um, something that most clients will ask me uh, because we tend to Google a lot of, of what we don't understand or we want to know more of and you know yourself folks you can go on to google with a headache and it'll tell you you have a brain tumor do you know what you mean and so it's and that's usually where we look to for our information the next question that i suppose would be in the top tier of questions that i'm asked is uh, will this work and what that tends to translate to is you know will this work on me a lot of the time we can feel that we're very different or a number of the clients that come in my door, they've tried a number of things. They've tried a number of different modalities or techniques and they feel like they can't be helped or they can't be fixed or that they've been entrenched in this pattern of anxiety or whatever, whatever it is that they've showed up with. They've been entrenched in that for so long, they believe it's part of who they are. So will this work is one of the the top questions and i have never not gotten great results and it is about us being open to change and being willing to make some of them choices for ourselves it's about 
being able to and learning to again think enough of ourselves to be willing to let go of those patterns and willing to make those changes and that that has to show up for anybody that i'm working with the willingness to change and to to make those better choices for ourselves to undo those habits and patterns because a lot of the time that's what they are next one up and again i think this this is a human condition you know as well as comes up with uh my clients is am i normal you know have, have you seen anything like this before because a lot of our a lot of our behaviors a lot of our habits and things like that and things that frighten us we keep them buried and this particular fear can often show up around our own thought processes like this one it um, show up in and around it, it, explosive anger um, when we go from zero to ten and literally don't understand why we're blowing the lid why we're getting so angry and we're thinking things you know I hope you're eaten by the fleas of a thousand camels or you know I, I hope you have a, a shit day or whatever it is all of those emotional thoughts that come when our anger is triggered that come from that explosive anger and then straight after that guilt kicks in and we feel bad about the thoughts what we were thinking how we reacted or responded and then we're wondering are we normal why do other people not behave like this and explosive anger in particular tends to come from us pushing down and stuffing down frustrations irritations saying yes when we really want to say no uh, breaching our own boundaries and eventually that just that bucket fills up and it's like then it spills over when when one small thing happens and then we don't understand why we reacted or responded the way we did why that showed up the way it did and for a lot of us folks most of us don't feel normal because there is no bar for that there is no criteria we just look to others see what we see on social media and feel that's the way we should be or see others in the room and only looking at what's in front of us we don't know the thought processes going on there we don't know how they're reacting responding what they're saying to themselves how they're treating ourselves we're looking at surface value and deciding that they're a better person or they manage themselves better they're a normal person and we're not normal so am i normal is definitely one of the, one of the big questions that um, that shows up the next question that tends to show up um quite a bit again with a number of my clients are you know will this help in other areas of my life and when we expand on that and we look into it a little bit deeper this is always or almost always in and around their relationships and it's the one for their relationships to be better or to finally open up to being in a relationship again that one will will this help in other areas as i say it's always in and around a relationship and that can tie into sometimes sometimes that opens up to you know our our sex drive our sex drive isn't what what it was or where we think it should be it can show up in us wanting to open up more to our to our partners or to actually get out there and begin dating and meeting people again so when i hear the one will this help in other areas of my life it this is what it tends to be about and it does it's because what is going on with us be it anxiety stress addictions phobias any of those things they all have behaviors attached and all of these behaviors show up in all spaces in our lives they may not show up the same way but 
our beliefs are dictating our behaviors and that's what we hugely work at work on within our sessions so once you work on the belief that's behind the behaviors yeah 100 percent, it'll uh, make a huge difference across all aspects of our lives what happens is a lot is my clients don't always realize all the different spaces that it's shown up and it's only when we're building that awareness and diving in that you see that it is present across all aspects. For example, if someone comes in with anxiety, they can come in with they're anxious at work. And when when we dive in, it actually turns out that that shows up in a number of social situations. And when they look at their their greater lives, then they see that, you know, their lives have become much smaller over time, that their evenings are spent sitting in every evening, avoiding events, avoiding going out to meet people. It actually, but they've just got used to, adapted to and got comfortable with living that way. So it's only when you build the awareness, you start to see that it is showing up across all aspects. And once you work on it, 100%, yes, it changes across all aspects of your life um, for the better. The next one again, you know, I, I think this is true of all of us, but it it, it comes up within our, our sessions a lot. And it is, you know, it's a question, but more said as a statement and it's, you know, I thought I'd be much further along at this age. And this is our programming. This is societal tick boxes that A, are put on us about where we're supposed to be uh, at certain points of our life, the set criteria we've to reach, you know, we've to get out, go to, you know, finish school, go to college, uh, get a good job, save a lot of money, get a mortgage, meet a partner, have children, do all of, all of these tick boxes. And when we don't reach or achieve that criteria that we've often set out for ourselves or whatever it is, whether it's travel the world, any of this criteria that we've set ourselves to meet and we have that programming, we then feel like we failed in some way. We failed at, we failed at life. We're not where we're supposed to be. And when you look at that, sometimes it's not it, it's not even where we where we want to be. It's just where we think we should be. It's not actually where our happiness lies. And we often don't even look at what it is we actually want. We're programmed from a very young age, as I say, due to conditioning, both from our you know, our, our home, our home environment and from society as to what we what we should want, what's OK, what boxes we are in and what boxes we have to tick. So looking at, you know, for any of us where we should be at any age, it's very much in deciding what it is that where you want to be, what you want to be doing and what the limits are that are, that are holding you back, the limits you've put on yourself. Another thing that um, clients are often worried about is, you know, they'll say, you know, I don't seem to get excited about things anymore. You know, things that they feel they should be excited about, things that used to light them up, you know, like being around their family, being around friends, doing something that they love. All of these spaces, they don't feel excited or feel that that joy anymore. And that worries them because they feel like, you know, they're existing rather than living. They're not really feeling. And this one in particular comes from when we've we've trained ourselves to to desensitize ourselves from our emotions. This comes from stuffing down, pushing down and repressing our emotions. We we're afraid to feel our negative emotions, be it anger, jealousy, uh, rage, 
anxiety, any of those things, we, the minute we feel them, sadness, loneliness, the minute we feel them, we start avoiding them, focusing somewhere else. We eat on them, we drink on them. We, we do a lot of different behaviors to stop us feeling those negative feelings. And over time, we, we, we program and train ourselves to push them down, stuff them down, avoid them. But unfortunately, the brain learns to desensitize ourselves from all our emotions, not just our negative ones, our positive ones also. So even though you're not feeling the weight of the sadness, um, you've repressed it, you're also not experienced the joy, the excitement, any of those things, because we're repressing, we're stuffing down. And this leaves us feeling disconnected and we've moved away from, from the felt sense in our body. Because, you know, when we feel anxious feelings were in our system, we're in our chest, our stomach, our hands, wherever our anxiety shows up. We've trained ourselves to, to move away from it, to, to refocus, put our attention somewhere else. And we've desensitized and disconnected ourselves from our own body and from feeling our whole spectrum of emotions. So that's where this one really shows up. And unfortunately then, it does stop us feeling the joy in spaces that we want to feel or are used to feeling it. But it's certainly something that um, that you can do the work on and get back to that place where you're feeling that joy, feeling that love, feeling all those beautiful emotions and releasing out all the, the negative ones that you're holding on to. Emotions just want to be felt and let go of. They're not here to stay. They're just telling us something all the time. If we're feeling, say, sadness, what is it we're, we're sad about? Why are we sad? Are we lonely? Are we down? Are we still grieving? Are we hurt? What is it? But we're so afraid to look because we can feel like it can consume us and we're not taught a lot of these things. And this is where then in our adult life it shows up. But all of these things can be changed and it doesn't take decades or years even though sometimes we can feel we have the habit or the pattern for years that it'll take years to change no it absolutely doesn't that's the power of neuroplasticity rewiring patterns using tools and techniques the mind is powerful absolutely powerful and it's there to serve you the same way your body is and it does not take a long length of time to make the changes that you want to make Another one that um, <laughs> does show up quite a bit that clients always say at some point within sections is they say, oh, you must do a lot of work on yourself, do you? And that's always a, a, a question that they have about, you know, the the level of work I do on myself. And 100 percent, folks, I I would have I'd work on all parts of my being a lot of the time. Am I? brilliant out of perfect do I do it all the time absolutely not but I've learned what works for me I've learned the different tools techniques I know that connection is powerful being around the people that I love self-care self-love accepting the parts of me that I had cast out and doing do my day-to-day -day work connecting with with my own being my own spirituality my own emotional body checking in with how I'm feeling and not being afraid of the sensations that are coming up in my system of what's going on and being able to manage that. So yeah, 100% I do um, do the work with myself, but that absolutely does not mean that I don't hit 
issues, get hurt, um, feel scared, afraid. That's human. That's normal. It's learning not to turn it internal is what we need to be doing for ourselves, not taking it out on ourselves, not abandoning ourselves. That's what needs to change for us all. And that will always be something that we're working on. And one of the last things that clients always say after they've had, you know, their, their time and, you know, we've done a session is, you know, I'll, I'll often get, um, sorry, sorry for dumping all of this on you. And this hugely comes from clients over time moving away from their, their own basic needs that we all need people to talk to. We all need people to open up to, to share. We need to, to move away from feeling like a burden every time you share something that's gone. Oh, you know, I'm putting too much pressure on them. I'm hurting them. That's your own mind. That's your own condition and talking there. That's not you. We all need that all of the time. And when we're not doing that and we're repressing how we're feeling or feeling like a burden, that's when, you know, our bucket starts to spill over because we're pushing it all down. We all need an open space, safe space. And that's what, that's what I offer within sessions. And there's never, never apologize for having feelings or leaning on people because that's what we all need and do all of the time. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.